0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Jim and Sam Town Square. I'm Scott King. Jim and Sam fans know me from the Forbes articles I've written about the guys. And I'm joined, as always, by multi Emmy Award winning television producer Chris Cangella. Chris, how are you doing, man, first and foremost?
1: Well, thanks for asking, my brother. Yeah, I'm doing fine. I think uh, I think we're in good shape. You know, what do we got going this week?
0: We're in good shape. I'd usually be in a little better shape mentally, but the guys were out this week. Normally, we'd be recapping week five of May 2023, but they decided to take a Memorial Day break. They deserve it. You know, more power to them. They'll come back refreshed, energized. But uh, we had to call an audible. So what are we up to today?
1: Yeah, so it's, uh, you know, a week's long vacation, which, you know, the fans definitely love. But, you know. It's it's okay. They're they're gonna be back uh, full strength, and I know we'll get some great stories. You know when they do return. So we got a call on Audible. What do you think we should do?
0: You know I don't know. I think there's been so many so many great moments, not just from Jim and Sam, but also obviously from Up and Anthony that have been brought back up with Jim and Sam and become right here regular, regular things that that live on. So I th- I thought we had a nice talk, and uh, we I think we're gonna recap everyone's best moments affiliated with the show. And we decided to include Soraya because she's been phenomenal and she deserves to be included. So uh, without further ado, let's uh, cut to your thoughts on Soraya's best moments with Jim and Sam.
1: Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's hard because I remember bits and pieces of course. Right. And, and then you kind of go back and you think about what, what uh, is memorable. And I have a couple and we can discuss them a little further, but I I love, her Exotica report uh, that was back in the fall uh, of this past uh, year in 2022. And then also, you know, how she knocked it out of the park with her secret Santa gift for Sam. So let's talk about the Exotica report. It was a Mike Montone special, right? Did he go with her or was she on her own? I can't remember.
0: He, he knew a lot about it when they were breaking it down. I had the feeling he was with her, possibly, recording it because travis one of the things i agree with you this is an amazing moment for her and i think i think it really cemented her jim and sam legacy if you will because travis gave her credit for doing the whole thing herself um you know interviewing people chopping it up production wise so i think i think mike was there filming i would guess and probably gave her some notes too because we know how how, uh his comedic mind works and it's brilliant as we talked to Troy about
1: Absolutely. She had a lot of energy. i I remember she just she was a as you know, Troy and and Jim would say she's a good girl, but I don't think for the same reasons that they would say she's a good girl. She was ready to do it all and uh, and really, you know, try the things. and in fact, I think she tried tried um some supplement that may help men um maintain things in the intimacy uh, arena. And uh, they were surprised that she had that with, I think, a Diet Pepsi or Diet Coke. She had that and it was not a good idea.
0: She did drink it with the Diet Soda, I believe. And funny enough, I, I just heard this uh, listening to the replay a little bit this week. I heard this segment again, so it's a little bit kind of fresh in my mind. And yeah, so after she took that, this is where the beauty of editing comes in and how she's really good with it is that she made it kind of parallel to the fear and loathing in Las Vegas scene, where they're, where they're like elucidating on on different kinds of substances. But man, it was so funny. And she did such a good job. And the people she chose to interview were all characters and her little kind of narration going from one segment to the next. It was perfect. It was such a, such a good, well done segment
1: and hilarious. She's naturally funny. Yeah. You know, and I alluded to her being a good girl in the Jim and Troy sense. But what made this whole segment really good is that she has this innocence and this she's brilliant she's intelligent but she has this not street smart kind of way about her that that the the, the segment worked because she didn't know anything that she was going to uh see and and hear there Ian,
0: you have a saraya moment i do I, i'm gonna go with exotica too so so uh, excellent. i'll just uh i'll keep rolling because i think that there's nothing better she could have done with the show it was, it was so perfect and i yeah i that that way she's seems not street smart i i think it's possibly because she's become such a big character possibly uh andy kaufman put on if you will i don't know sure. like, what, what's what's real it's not but she's so um funny with it. and i think as you know from working on production a lot of things that make for good production and make good talent is curiosity and she's curious. You she really want to know about all these people's uh, dealings at, at exotica. So again, yeah, that's definitely my favorite as well.
1: Absolutely. All right. Let's shift gears to our next uh, team member and, and Mike Montone, um, a lot of great stuff. You know, I, I'm trying to remember, how long has he been with the program? Maybe four years right before the pandemic, maybe a year or two, maybe I five,
0: maybe five, maybe okay. five. So yeah, he has been there. He's been there a while now. And it, it's kind of hard to remember him not being there.
1: Yeah, he hit the ground running and uh, and was just perfect. You know, the voice we talked about, the intelligence. Do you have a Montone moment?
0: I do. I do. And I, I have a feeling we might uh, pick the same one because there it was, again, so well done that you just can't ever forget this moment where he followed handsome Rob to uh, Rob's alma mater when Rob thought he was giving a very uh, serious kind of inspirational speech or part of a panel at his uh at the school he went to mike had uh, not only followed him with a camera uh there but shotgunned a beer there uh we know mike loves college from the segment and i think he had one of those like press markers and a hat sitting there and and there was like no one there was like hardly anyone in attendance but there were actually some kind of like established people on the panel and mike asked about jeffrey epstein (laughs) In front of like yeah. school uh, authority and teachers. And yeah, people should go back and listen to that. Rob was none too pleased. Uh, He's a, a bit butthurt, at least for like a month or more, I remember, on the show. And that was one that they could just keep playing because it was so funny. And one where guests would come in, they would play it for them. Like that, that's that's one of the all time Jim and Sam uh, segments for me. And you could say the same about Surreya, but that, that Mike, Mike goes to college with Rob.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I'm not sure uh, that seemed pretty earlier in uh, Montone's uh, joining the team. I mean, yeah, maybe I think within, within a year or two, I yeah. think
0: with his first year, especially Rob's there as it feels like a, you know, a lifetime ago now. So I think you're right, right. It's so early. And again, a way to, way to establish yourself.
1: Yeah. And, and then I also uh, have a couple other ones that I love of Montone. I loved his uh, his boat show uh, <laughs> reporting when he went on there and asked a lot of the gentlemen certain questions. Certain the cabins, uh, you know, room for activities in certain areas of the boats. So yeah, that was great. And then of course, Sam may not like it, but I like when we get a little bit of Uncle Dave uh, mentions from Montone. And I think uh, you know, Montone birthed uh, you know, birthed Uncle Dave to us and, and brought it all to us. So I like that.
0: Agree. And whether Sam likes it or not, he's also Uncle Dave's also part of the uh, Jim and Sam legacy. Uh, I, I I think they all got a kick out of it. I think I think it caught. Some people. I don't have any inside information, but I, I think uh, people might have been caught a little bit off guard, perhaps uh, a Sammy B muffins when they saw all these social media postings, uh, Instagram videos with Uncle Dave, which yeah. uh, which which delighted me, which I enjoyed. Yeah, uh, of course. So we'll go from Montone to uh, a friend of the program. We, we, you know, everyone at Jim and Sam's our friend. But Troy's is the, the first guy to come on. He's our and third eye. The show He's our third eye. That's his legacy with our show. But, um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're on Troy now, and uh, a couple things come to mind with me. You want to jump in first?
1: Yeah, I'll go first. Um, Troy gave us a lot of great information during our two-part interview with him, okay. and, and please go back and listen to that if you haven't already. Um, a lot of stuff I learned about him, but I have to say my favorite moment is him telling the story of being bullied in high school and having enough and finally getting the courage to to attack the guy that's been you know, harassing him um, and, and give him his come comeuppance, if you will. And uh, I think there was pepper spray, a little bit of a punch. Or taser. Uh, was it a taser or,
0: pe- or pepper spray? I
1: think, I think right. it was pepper spray. Yeah, yeah I think it was. Pepper but pepper. but who, And a punch, right? A punch that he, he threw so hard that Troy uh, soiled himself. <laughs> and uh, had to go to the principal's office in those soiled jeans. But the guy never bothered him again. So that's a great Troy moment.
0: And it's something like that one's like something out of a movie because the guy was a stereotypical, like not just a jock, but like captain of the football team picked on Troy every day. So, yeah, there's some there's some comeuppance there. And, and again, we, we've talked about many a uh, code brown in a situation, as, as you call it. So, yes, uh, <laughs> great,
1: great. Moment. And I can I can tell you, I experienced a little bit of this myself in high school and it, it was it came full circle freshman year, was getting bullied by some seniors, didn't go well, was just kind of miserable. Then I made friends on the football team um, that were also seniors, and uh, those guys were really popular and wasn't bothered again. Not that they were a threat to them. It's like, and and it just the roles just changed, right? Those guys were more worried about uh, us walking around than that. So, you know, bullying is uh, gotten weird over the last you know ten to fifteen years. What is bullying that kind of stuff? But back in the day, it was hard. You know, I'm sure it's hard now too, but it was hard to kind of. Be different a little bit or, or walking around and, and not knowing anybody. So, you know, I came from a Catholic grade school, went right into a public high school. So I didn't know many people going in there. So it was a little harder. This is not my sad story. This is no, a happy story. Like, I have I was... one more thing I want to throw out there for, for uh for our, our buddy Troy is exactly. that uh that Troy, I remember this so well. First of all, I want to say before I tell you this next story, Troy did such a great job in his and this I don't think it's a put on. I think he truly believes that secret Santa gifts are fixed by Travis. Until maybe this year. What are your thoughts on that?
0: I don't because I think when whenever Travis is questioned about it, I I, I think he takes things like this seriously. Like him and his wife, he gets his wife involved and the, and the daughter. Like right. they have a system. Something comes in like they they put it somewhere. They mark it. Um, at least the last few years, I think that was like kind of a pand- that was a pandemic thing with Zoom. Is it was going to Travis's? The gifts were going to Travis's place. I think he's sincere. I, I think um, as much as they probably pray that you know Troy get gets Falcone who's not with Sirius anymore, right. or, or you know uh, probably whoever, a, hot dog, a hot dog. You know, the a hot dud, dog. The other dud. Yeah. So. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think it's fixed, but that just adds to the to, to the lure of the Secret Santa. Like, is Travis fixed? It's and so, I think Troy is.
1: if you go back through the years, Troy's probably gotten the, the worst gifts every year. I mean, there's been years where people get a good gift and then a bad gift. I think maybe he turned the tide this uh, this last Christmas. And then my last note on Troy is, of course, the, it was so funny. We talked about it, I think, in our last podcast about the construction noises going on in the studio. And they're like, oh my god, are these coming back? They suffered so hard during that that point that Troy took those sounds and used all those sounds to make um, other music for the guys to recognize. So just using those construction sounds, the drilling, the pounding, he used those, sampled those, pitched them how he needed to, and then they had a guessing game. I think he called it construction sound, name that tune. (laughs) <laughs> and had uh, Jim and Sam guess a game. And Sam was delighted. Jim loved it. It was great.
0: That is a great pull by you. Something I completely forgot that Troy did that. I got his mixing skills are, are amazing. And look, I want to give you credit. And this is why the Jim and Sam Town Square is for the children. Your Your lesson in bullying proves that you can rectify... A bullying situation without pooping your pants so a very good lesson for the children
1: yeah i, I i've also talked about pooping my pants so i don't know <laughs> where uh if i've risen to the high steam you put me in but i i appreciate the everybody email. everybody
0: does that and for, for troy um uh, man uh here is okay similar to soraya i think we both nailed the Surreya one but similar to soraya i because i i listened to this I, I've said before I do like the replays because you forget something and then you listen and be like, "Oh yeah, that was great. That that worked really well. It was hilarious." So for my recency bias, listening to replay this week was the Dorney Park
1: ghost house situation. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. And I mean, we just talked about it, but I forgot. We about did. Talk,
0: it. We did just talk about it. I, I don't actually. I don't think we uh, asked Troy about it because they, they had talked about it in the air so much. There's like nothing else to explore there. But for me, it was that is my favorite Troy moment. Not only did I just hear it. But you get like you see that that anger that's like deep down inside of him, which he's he's done a good job in dealing with that. He kind of he really opened up to us about how he's dealt with that. And he's, yeah. he's doing really well now. But he taught a, a group of eight teenage girls. He put them at 15 were kind of, you know, menacing and threatening him and his uh, lovely fiance in this haunted house in Dorney Park, uh, Pennsylvania. And he said that he was like, he's just saying, all right. Like his, his girlfriend said, OK, yeah, I'm ready to fight. You want to fight? And he was the yeah, same way and then like and the th- the best part of that bit for me is the same thing that uh drives matt biggins furious is travis just laughing in the background the whole time like <laughs> as soon as as soon as troy introduced that he was gonna tell the story he goes yeah i got almost got a fight with some teenage girls you hear travis in the background go yes <laughs> he loves he those goes, yes he yes. knows what's coming <laughs> i i think that like jim encourages they save this for the air because right. yes, here we go. A Troy story.
1: It's a, it's a fight or flight uh persona, you know. I think Troy has the fight. I think Jim would probably have the fight too. With Jim his is anger.
0: A, Jim is a a snappy yeller. Right. Um he he would be honest and tell you that you know he might not want to throw down. And right. he'd be honest in saying that in the club Soda Kenny days
1: is probably a different situation. Montone uh, would have fight in him, and but I believe Sam. And Travis have the flight uh, first before the it, fight, it, as
0: we saw from the boot on a car. So be like, oh, you were you, you in that. Exactly. Ahead, have a nice day. But no. So that was just the way that that Troy is ready to like defend his And <laughs> he, he said one girl, he called her the ugliest in the group of friends, the one that was running her mouth the most. And she had clown hair. And man, yeah. he was just he was just ready to go at it with the, these teenage girls because they kept cutting on everyone in line in the haunted house so that was my favorite
1: absolutely all right next best moment i think uh i want you to start this one if you don't mind my friend is uh what's our best moment with travis
0: oh man i um i i I had thought of a couple and for me this one's on on youtube i saw if anyone wants to go back and, and listen that it's similar to um, when they set up questions for him to interview Keeper Sutherland, who is, who is like one of his heroes, he, as everyone knows, is a massive Pearl Jam fan. So they set up questions for him to interview Mike McCready, who, I, you're, you're a music guy. Is he, what is he, a bassist or?
1: Oh gosh, I'm sorry you asked me this because I'm not a huge Pearl Jam fan. Like I'm not a jammer. I'm jam- not a jammer if that's what we're talking about, but I believe he's a guitarist is what I'm going to think, okay. but. Anybody in that band for Travis is held at high esteem.
0: It is. So he was forced to ask ridiculous questions to somebody he really, really admired and was happy to would have been happy to meet and probably get a photo with Uh, such questions as when you're up there really rocking. What does that feel like?
1: It's the worst. You know, it kind of reminds me of Impractical Jokers, which I'm a fan of. And, and these guys just, you know, okay, here are the questions that you're going to have to answer. Ask some of the people that you really love and respect, and they're stupid questions. And and Travis, to his credit, pulled it off and went in and did it um, without even telling, you know, Mike what he was going to do. I think they also did that, going back to the your love of Marvel. Who was it that did uh, Loki, the guy that plays Loki? Who did that interview for him? Um, it was either Sam before, like this was Opie and Anthony day, maybe even Opie and Jim days, and they had Sam either do it or I think oh, it you interviewed was Sam Tom,
0: and Travis. Tom you yeah, Hiddleston?
1: yeah, I think Sam and uh, I'm not. I'll get this wrong, but I think it was Sam and Travis. Had to be Jim and Sam. And I think Jim and Sam just left or, or you know, something oh, like that. Or yes, no, Sam. I, remember that. Had I don't to be, know who it was. Uh, Opie and Jim I, or something like that. And they just I, left. But that that was good. I have another couple of Travis things, if you don't mind me going in there. No, no, no. Um, of course, you know, I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on it because it's weird, but Undy Flip is a story that was an Opie and Anthony legend of Travis. Uh just recapping for the fans that may not know it. I'm sure everybody does. Um when Travis and his brother were younger, they used to, uh, in getting undressed, they would put their underwear down, you know, as they pull their underwear down to the the foot level, they would then flip it and see if they could get it onto the fan. Um, not Sam's, you know, ankle flip coin thing that he used to do, but uh, see if they can get it onto the fan and, and they would have a competition. But in telling that story, I don't think they realized that both boys would be naked at that point and jostling around, which is... The weird part of it, I think,
0: which led to a lot of hilarity on Opie and Anthony and and uh, busting of chops, if you will. And again, a perfect example of something that happened, on Opie and Anthony, but organically has has kind of resurfaced. Never a dies. Lot with Jim and Sam, that, that will never die on the flip. I, I feel like it was just brought up.
1: Yeah. Actually. And then one more for Travis yeah. is uh, the story of, you know, we know how much Travis loves Disney and uh, and then making the lightsabers in, in Orlando and coming home with them. And then realizing that they need to take more pictures in Orlando now that everybody in his household has their lightsaber. So they need to travel back to Orlando with their lightsaber. And uh, TSA did not like that going from New York uh, airport. I think everybody in Orlando airport coming home with it, I think they know, the TSA knows that these guys have made these things. They're flying home with it. But they considered it... uh, Not uh, not cool to be flying with. And I think Travis missed his flight because he stayed with the lightsabers to see if he could pack them or something. Remember this? Yes.
0: So very educational. Not only did uh, adult males who listen to Jim and Sam find out what the handle is called on a lightsaber. Hilt, right? Is that the hilt? Yeah, I had no idea or something I, like that. I would have known that, but uh that's under my hat now. And um but I have since been educating people who tell me they're going to Disney World and gonna go to Star Wars and make a lightsaber that, oh you know, careful, I heard uh coming back, there's something with checking it and you might not be able to, because it was a whole saga right. for for Travis. So yeah, yeah,
1: great one. I have a friend that uh went down there and he did that and people were surprised because he's you know my age that he yeah. did that. In our friend group, and I said, "No, that that costs about two hundred fifty dollars. It's going to be hard to travel." Yeah, so I went. I knew all these things because I knew Travis's story that I could share with my friends about how he did it. And then I was over at his house, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and I actually got to hold it and and light, and it was pretty cool. I mean, I'm a big Star Wars guy. It was pretty cool to
0: have. I'm excited. We're going to Disney this summer. I'm excited to do all the Star Wars, I, and I've been. My son is five, and he's just getting into
1: them now. Watch the first three movies, and uh, there you go.
0: School. And I, I can't, I have no room to look at my back. All
1: right. I have no room yeah. to touch on it. Let's, let's do, let's do a little sidebar. Yeah. Um, of course, um, I loved, I was alive and went to the originals, you know, <laughs> when they came out in the theater in 77, 78, whenever that yeah. was, I will tell you of the new ones. I didn't like those as much, but Rogue One. Great. Right. Was my favorite of all the new ones. Do you have a favorite of all the recent, I would say movies made? I think that's no, fair. Since, I think that's fair.
0: I um, I enjoyed going to see all the new ones at the theater. Sure, with my wife, that was our kind of like last. I think a couple, maybe our daughter was real young, our first kids, so like sure. we actually, those were like our last few dates. I feel
1: like before, we had, <laughs> before you now, became parents. Yes. Um,
0: yeah. So those, I really enjoyed those. I like. I thought Adam Driver, um, and Daisy Ridley were good in all the the new ones. I even uh, what do you what do you call it? The Last Jedi. People kind yeah. of. I think that was pretty good too. But I agree, Rogue One, like, I have no problem with people saying that's the best new one just for that Darth Vader scene alone, where he's just kicking the crap out of everybody. It's amazing. It's fantastic. Yeah,
1: it, it was, it was, it's just good stuff there. All right, let's pivot again to pivot. our next best moment. And uh, this one is best moment for Sam. And I'll start us off if you're okay with that. My love for Sam goes back so long to his producing st- uh, days. And, uh, you know, of course, he had. He would do his producing. He would do a little on-the-street kind of stuff. He he has a great career from uh, when it comes to Jim and Sam stuff, you know, on-the-street stuff, working into doing some bits on the air, talking on the air during the show to after-show, and I may have this out of order, after-show hosting or pre-show hosting to him having his, you know, evening show to becoming, you know, the co-host of, of the, the new inc- incarnation of the show, right? And so going back with my love for Sam... Jocktober, I've never laughed harder and than I uh, ever can um, with Jocktober. I know that was Sam's big deal of, of wrangling all that and, and presenting all that. Um, I'm just going to list my stuff and then we can talk about them as at, at will. Um, his one question I, I think was brilliant um, where, you know, he gets to go to a, um, what do you call it, a junket or maybe just a star is out on the street and uh, he he says uh ah, you know i'm i'm sam roberts from the you know opie anthony show uh, i have one question for you they go okay well, go ahead and i have no i have a question you know hi can, let me ask you a you know can we talk yeah sure sure one question um did whatever he asked him and and then the person will answer and then he goes okay thank you very much and that's it a 10 second interview probably the star likes it that much so um, last thing for sam and then we'll we'll turn it over for you is is his interactions with florentine on food, uh, and going to, uh, to, uh, the terrible places that Sam likes to eat. Yeah. What do you got?
0: For Sam, first of all, it's a great point about Jack Cause I, it's, it's interesting. I think that he doesn't get enough credit for coming up with one of the best bits in the history of radio, but also I don't know if he wants credit. I feel like as much as Sam was as great at, at, at uh, stirring S and yeah. used to be great at that. I do think he's a human being and has a conscience for, <laughs> for uh, a conscience for some stuff. So, um, yes. Yeah, so my 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 favorite Sam moment. You had some great ones. Is. Goes back to, I love, maybe because I had so many embarrassing ones, but I love, like, you know, I love the little Jimmy stories. So when Sam gets some too, like, those are great as well. Uh, my favorite <laughs> Sam one was he found out that uh, pretty young, uh, probably early grade school, if I remember correctly, found out the girl he had a crush on also liked him. Her friend told him that, uh, you know, oh, so and so likes you, whatever. And he goes, oh, no, I'm screwed. <laughs> and that I'm, was a clip that lived for like at least like a year or two would would keep popping up on the show my god was that
1: funny that was great yeah i remember that bit too and i and I, you know of course i remember once you mentioned it i didn't have it on my list because i forgot about that part but yes he that was a great line because i think we've all had that awkwardness of what to say when someone uh yeah oh no i'm screwed i remember that and they played that bit a lot and then he, playing off what you said he also had the uh his his rap uh what were the name the, the music group that he oh, was oh, in? Man. Milk okay, Duds or it. something like that? Or it. um uh, if you don't remember, that's fine. But then yeah, yeah. They, I'll I'll try it. I'll try to then they had it. Look it up, guys, because his, his little musical career that he tried to I start in well. this song was was uh, was pretty bad. It's um a just, it's a candy name. Uh, milk duds, I thought, or something like that, but oh, who knows? Yeah. Anyway, let me ask you this because um also with Sam, you were talking about Jocktober, and, and, and you, it made me think of of something along the lines of where, you know, he maybe has a conscience about that. Sam got a lot of grief when he was starting in radio with his voice and that kind of stuff. So, you know, he probably recognized that, you know, in making fun of these other, you know, cheesy terrestrial radio morning zoo shows, you know, they're talking about um, the hole, if you remember, on the show that maybe he didn't want, you know, maybe he goes, oh, God, I wasn't really good when I first started. But he is... One of the best broadcasters and as you know we all know him he's the last professional broadcaster yes that we have
0: he so. certainly is and so i real quick why well, yeah. i identify with all these uh embarrassing childhood stories i remember the first girl i had a crush on was this girl amanda in kindergarten and I, I i could sense right away she wasn't having it with me personally so one day uh i always think that this would play well on the show and on, on uh jim and sam i pretended to be to have a twin brother and be that twin brother oh john. my god this sounds like something jim would do but i did Absolutely. it fair i did it in kindergarten not in like high school so i said i'm john i think i wear sunglasses so i'm not scott i'm
1: john <laughs> <laughs> and how could you carry that on long enough to make it work i, I did i didn't think it through it wasn't i understand you know, I, I don't mean to you know wasn't, bust your, I wasn't your six-year-old brain that. I wasn't selling good the, the
0: goods properly.
1: It's well, not my story, but I will share with you. Uh, my wife went uh, on a train trip from Chicago to Los Angeles when she was 16, all by herself, to go you know meet her uncle. Not meet, but go hang out with her uncle. And um, she decided on the trip to have an English accent, just to entertain herself, not realizing that she'd be on the train with people for 24 or, or longer hours and that maybe this would ish would leave her and that she wouldn't be able to keep it up. And she did. She's like, I'm uh, two hours in. I'm like, I can't talk like this anymore. So she just switched back to her normal That's speaking right. voice. So it's just not, it's not something that will always work out. And yeah, it's, uh, we do a lot of different things trying to make people or entertain ourselves or trying to make, be who we're not. And I think as we get older, we realize this is who we are, like it or leave it.
0: You got to, you got to do one of the two. And uh, speaking of of one of the two hosts of Jim and Sam, we are now on jim to close out the show i will i'll go real quick uh first because maybe not real quick but i'll go first take Um, your time i I, we've talked about this forever jim's uh stories segments some of the best things in history of radio they they really are um so unique you don't hear that
1: intimacy about you're so right
0: Everything is so intimate because he's so honest, and even if he'll be embarrassed, he doesn't care. He's just honest. He knows he's going. He knows that this will be entertaining, so he'll just get it out there and share things. Um, so it's hard. It's hard to pin one down because they're all so funny for the same reason. But with, with Jim and Sam, I think a couple a couple things. Uh, the first thing, the when I the second time I interviewed Sam for my second Forbes feature on the show, it, me and him were both dying cracking up over this because i i brought it up to remind him when jim was and we've talked about before when jim was on stage at the sap concert and a fan from jim and sam a jim and sam fan sent it into the the show and you could see that image i had i've had a hard time finding it um but when you can see that image of jim like say oh yeah you know i just um i thought i would you know stand here i didn't think i was in a way they, they said i could just stand on kind of by the the band on stage but he thinking he's like he's behind a curtain he's off he's not he's like in the middle of the stage standing next to like a guitar and a guitar solo amazing yeah that's so such a great visual and story right there and
1: doesn't that really just say who jim is you know he doesn't he jim is very aware of things but he's also not aware Uh, he just gets locked into his fandom sometimes which i think we all identify well with jim you talked about him being honest and and being truthful and being a regular guy i think that's why people love him so much so of course, when you're talking about him being on stage and not knowing.
0: Exactly. You, can, this just, you just start cracking up when you think of this and picture this. Uh, another one kind of going with uh, a parallel to the story I just told is that when I said I was my uh, twin twin uh, brother, John.
1: I love that story, by the way. That's, thank that's it. it's, uh, I think it's
0: very uh, Little Jimmy. Uh, so, yes, for so, sure. Uh, but when he... Tried to scare his grandma by making his grandma, I believe, think he was a different person. She said, "Oh, like uh, Jim, what are you doing over there?" And he goes, "My name's John." The way he said,
1: "My name's John," he's <laughs> <laughs> such a weird kid. Yeah, well, yeah. and uh, it just those little Jimmy stories too of him, you know, holding in, uh, having to go number two, you know, across the street from his school, and all the things he had to do, and just like just he's here's an odd kid, here's my,
0: right? And this is alive. Me and you, we talk. Behind the scenes, so we do a good show for the Jim and Sam fans and fans that have come over. You know, we take the show seriously. But something, this is a live this is a live brainstorm I want to do now. Yeah, what do you got? I think with Little Jimmy Stories, you know how people do, you have websites that do like brackets of like best Star Wars movies. We need a Little Jimmy Stories bracket. Which one's going to be the best one? And maybe, maybe fans can vote on something. But we'll, something we can work out later.
1: Um, when you started talking about that, I thought you were going to talk about a, a flow chart. Meaning, okay, <laughs> you know, here's little Jimmy. He did this, what it led to, what it led to, what it led to, you know, you like the bracket. Too? Yeah. I mean, I think Something they're all do. I think I, you know. So much there. I, I think you're trying to make me do it because you have little kids and I my kids are <laughs> grown. So yeah, I think you have you think I have more time than you do. But no maybe no, maybe I'll a fan do. would love to do that. I think that's a great idea, Scott is a is a bracket challenge of little Jimmy stories and which one's the best? I can, uh,
0: I can look, I can, I can come up with it. I bet, I bet you, you can uh, kind of make your own bracket. I can do it. There uh, you go. And so then also when I think uh, Jim and Sam, I think the best one we talked about before. Uh, strange man picked Jim up, took him to the lake. Said the guy said that his father was the devil, and yep. asked if he, Jim if he could see his father in the lake. And Jim uh, drunkenly and angrily replied, "I'm gonna kill you." Or something like, just, and the best part, Sam and Travis had not heard that story before. And yeah, Jim was surprised at it didn't.
1: I think I mentioned this the first time. I uh, that story was so impactful on me. I remember where I was when I heard it and when it was. That that's how I was like, oh my god, I've never heard this before. It was the craziest story ever. I think that uh, that's incredible that uh, Jim would tell that story and not know that he hasn't told it before yeah. to these guys. It's just it's such an impactful story. I have a couple of my uh, my Jim moments. If you if you know, if you have do you have any more or should I just move on?
0: Those are the best and there's so many for me.
1: Um, so, of course, being the age that I am and Jim, uh, it, I love that Jim can talk about the old TV shows of the 70s and movies of the 70s because it's my era as well. So I always like that connection with Jim for sure in those moments uh cuz they bring in you know Travis and Sam who appreciate these things but also go what are you talking about this no one knows what you're talking about this is so weird i love the old tv and film stuff but i also i have to give credit to jim for two things that he brought to the show that are some of my favorite jan terry jim founder jim listened to those those songs and brought it to us and it's you know if i had to put up moments of there that, jan terry week was one of my favorite weeks on the show for for a long time and before that jd and the straight shot um the owner uh what's his real name full name is uh i can't remember but he's the owner of the knicks and uh what else uh madison square garden he's uh he's a very popular guy and he has his own band and his band is terrific he is not so <laughs> the love of jd and the straight shot and talking about their songs and ballyhoo and all that
0: and we found out that he booked his own band to open for the Eagles at Madison Square Garden.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just can't uh, imagine that. I wonder what Troy would have thought of that.
0: Unreal, unreal. So look, that's all I got. Is that is that is that what you got for Jim and, and what we got for the whole crew?
1: Yeah, I think it was just, uh, it's fun to reflect on, uh, on this. Um, I hope the boys don't take too many vacations because... You know, I miss them when they're not live. I know you and I will take some vacations uh, during doing this podcast, and so our timing of our tapings and and when we can post stuff will be a little wonky during those times. But yeah, they uh, they bring so much joy, and uh, they deserve the time off.
0: Yes, well, thank you, Chris, for jumping in, and and thanks everybody for listening and watching. We appreciate, it. we love uh, reading the comments, uh, especially on YouTube, and, and crack up at, at all those. So thank you guys for for jumping in and checking this out. We, we really appreciate it that we're getting more and more fans and, and support. And, and thanks to Jim and Sam and everyone there for their
1: support as well. Yeah, it's been great. It's it's fun to read those comments and, and uh, see how people are interacting with the show. And um, hopefully they won't be too hurtful. But, you know, at least they're joining us in this uh, thing we call the town square.
0: Thanks for watching and listening to the Jim and Sam Town Square. Please remember to like and subscribe
1: and turn on that notification bell, not dog bell, so you don't miss an episode. And if you're just listening to the podcast, please leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate it.